0: Your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Snap back, Heinrich holding, holding, looking, throws it toward the end. Oh, yes. Got a man out
1: there. Ryan Lewer
0: makes a catch. Touchdown. (laughs) Ryan Lewer gets back-to-back catches, and that ties the game at 20. Sports Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you, to buckle up and put the phone down now let's check the pulse of husker nation with your hosts greg sharp and ben mclaughlin so you want kickoff times we have kickoff times as josh just told you in the ticker half of nebraska's kickoff times of the 2021 football season now etched in stone hallelujah that means football is getting a little closer we're still in may but Start to dream a little bit now and kind of set some tailgate times. Maybe you've got a big event coming up in the fall. You kind of wanted to know are the Huskers going to be at night, in the middle of the afternoon, late morning. Now you can really do some serious planning. We welcome you to a Thursday night edition of Sports Island here on the Husker Sports Network Big Show coming up here tonight. Jeremiah Searle is going to join us here in a little bit. We'll get his thoughts about some of these kickoff times and about what he thought of the spring game a few weeks ago. We had Jeremiah on at the end of the broadcast of the spring game. But we'll But Now that it's marinated a little bit with him, we'll get his thoughts about this team as they are now embarking on summer conditioning over at Memorial Stadium. So that's coming up here in a little bit. Coming up in hour number two, we're going to go beyond the headlines with Josh and Austin back in our control room. And speaking of Austin, he's the current residing champion of the face-off he puts his trophy on the line tonight, matchup number one against Ben. I can't wait. My questions are locked in, ready to go with the face-off coming up in the third hour. We'll also have our Flicks Picks of the Week, what's been on everybody's screens. We'll get into that in the third hour as well. Here's the numbers if you want to be a part of the program, five three one five hundred forty six eighty six. the numbers uh, for you to be either call or fire off a text to be a part of the show. All right, so here they are. Here are the kickoff times we learned today from the league office. The opener at Illinois on the twenty-eighth of August, a noon kick on Fox. So that's where Nebraska will start it off. Then they come home to play Fordham on September the fourth. That's an eleven AM kick on BTN. The next week, Buffalo at Nebraska, two thirty kick on BTN, then at Oklahoma at 11 on Big Fox, that's their prime window of the day, Keep that in mind. That's the big window Fox wants to attack. They put their biggest game that they have at that time because they know ESPN kind of owns the nighttime market. So Fox, their big window, 11 a.m. Keep that in mind. All right, homecoming. We also knew we would find out about homecoming kick times for Nebraska this year. It's Northwestern on October the 2nd. That will be a night game, 630 at Memorial Stadium. The uh, television to be determined that could be could be a couple of different networks could come in and jump in on that could be a fox FS one could be a big could be a big fox. I doubt it with the playoffs in baseball going on could be ESPN, could be BTN so stay tuned on that. also, ESPN has reserved the Nebraska Wisconsin game on November the 20th. They have not set the time, but it will be on one of the ESPN channels uh, so that could be. 11 a.m. It could be 2.30, could be a night game. Doubt it's a night game in Wisconsin on November 20th, but ESPN has called dibs on that game. And the Iowa game, the Black Friday game in Lincoln this year, the day after Thanksgiving, BTN will have the broadcast of that. That is a 12.30 kick time for Nebraska. So, all right, Ben McLaughlin, you saw these. What, what jumped out at you as you looked at these game times? Yeah, I mean I think the
2: first thing I always look for um is the uh the eleven AMers. I think that's the first thing that that I look for, typically an early start um to our day. But you know, I think the um you know, the obviously the the big matchups with Iowa, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, um, those are typically the next ones that I that I look for and you've got, you know, all three of those with Iowa, Wisconsin and Oklahoma announced today. And or not, excuse me, not Wisconsin, but um, the Iowa and Oklahoma games. So that's that's typically the first thing I look for, and then obviously every time you get to play a night game at Memorial Stadium, that's that's a that's a big treat too. So those are kind of the first things I look for, and got a little bit of everything with those uh, with those announcements
0: today. The first thing that jumped out to me were the Illinois game, the opener at noon, and the Fordham game on Labor Day weekend at eleven. And I'm trying to think about temperatures that time of year. It could be for both of those games. It could be scorching hot and playing in the middle of the day. I mean, that, that's the first thing that crossed my mind. Is oh my goodness, we could have some baking baking times for those first two games. Uh, you get into middle September, you yeah, you could still have a warm day, but you really kind of you're getting a long ways from the deep heat of summer by the 11th and 18th of September, but boy, not not on the last Saturday of August and the first Saturday of September. It could be really, really hot for those games. You've certainly been down there in the past and on artificial surfaces in both both Memorial Stadiums, Memorial Stadium in Champaign and Memorial Stadium here in Lincoln have the field turf. It could be pretty darn hot for both those games.
2: Yeah, it, it, it definitely can be, and that that is – can be an issue i mean i've been down there before where you know the turf um the turf feeling down there is uh, definitely a lot hotter than it is with um uh, um you know with the normal temperatures and you know sometimes 20 30 degrees hotter you know down on that turf so yeah it'll, it'll definitely be warm that that's that's for sure but um i i long for those days when it's cold and rainy so i know the players probably don't like it maybe as much but yeah and the other thing is too they're they're coming off summer conditioning so they're used to the heat at that point but yeah um you know that's you'd rather have those games early on and you know when you're you're still in tip-top shape and your body's so you know theoretically at at the point to where it's you know um in tip-top shape to go compete at that level
0: i'm not as worried about the players (laughs) <laughs> I'm worried about the fans. Yeah. I mean, we've had some games in early September, Labor Day weekend, where the in the bowels of Memorial Stadium, it's like a triage unit. People overheated, passing out. It, 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 you can roast outside on those days. You're right on the players. Certainly, they're coming through August camp. They're going to be in shape. They'll be fine. You will see some cramping, no doubt but I'm just talking about the comfort level for the fans. Woo, boy. Both those could just be scorchers for people to be at. Uh, So, yeah, plan accordingly for that. Okay, back to me making a pretty big deal of Fox. They have kind of zeroed in on that 11 a.m. Central noon Eastern time as their big game of the week. They know that ESPN's got a longer history of covering college football. So ESPN kind of get in, and CBS at times can jump in there with the SEC network, although I think CBS and SEC network, C- CBS and the SEC conference have parted ways. I need to double check that. But ESPN has kind of dominated primetime because they just said have, have been at it for a lot longer. So Fox is trying to establish and help their pregame show to compete against Game day on ESPN is, that's their big window. That's where they want to put their prime games. That's why Ohio State appears on that then that window a lot for Fox because it's a prime game for them. That's where they want to go, and obviously as a college football fan, you get up on a Saturday morning, you're excited to watch the pregame shows, and you're ready for football by 11. Then a lot of fans kind of doze off a little bit in the middle of the afternoon where, you know, 20 years ago, the 2:30 games might've been the biggest games of the day. Now that's not really the case. It's kind of either the early window at 11 central noon Eastern or the night games on ESPN that get all the eyes. Well, within the last two hours, Oklahoma has put out a scathing and I mean, scathing statement about this start time, their athletic director, Joe Castiglione, a guy that I really admire thinking an awful lot. I really like. Joe Castiglione was the AD at Missouri before going to Oklahoma and has been hugely successful as the athletic director at Oklahoma put out this statement, quote, We are bitterly disappointed that the great Oklahoma-Nebraska rivalry on the 50th anniversary of the Game of the Century will kick off at 11 a.m. We tried every possible avenue to proactively make our case. The Big 12 Conference also supported our strenuous efforts to secure a more traditional time that would honor this game and our fans. However, in the end, our TV partner chose to exercise its full contractual rights and denied our requests. I, I mean, this is un- I, I I can't believe I'm reading this. I mean... Do they want a little wine with that cheese? I mean, come on. This is unbelievable. Again, going back to Fox, who has the rights to the game and pays you, Joe Casiglione, you, the Big 12, you, Nebraska, and you, the Big 10, millions of dollars for the rights to televise your game. That's their prime window. That's where they want their biggest games to be. And that's where they're putting this game. Uh, this, this statement blew me away. I couldn't believe. I, I thought somebody was making a joke. I thought somebody made up a gif. Ben and was putting this out there but that's not the case this is what they put out about two hours ago seemed a little extra didn't it I mean
2: it, it, there was a lot in there and I mean you know typically with those those types of of statements are, they're very politically correct but at the same time they want their their point to get across that they're very pointed uh, very very directive and uh, I don't know why they expected things to change you know why why they wanted you know like their opinion was going to dictate when tv was going to it's not how that works and it's never been how that works so i don't know why they expected it to change or be different but seemed a little extra over the top um there's probably some people down in the oklahoma area that are um not really caring too much about nebraska's opinion on this because of what happened a few months ago but Come on. I mean, that, that's just that's just a little ridiculous if you ask me to be uh, throwing a temper tantrum about that. And, and you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what that has to do with Nebraska-Oklahoma and its rivalry. Or, you know, apparently they wanted the game in prime time or, or whenever the heck they wanted it, 2.30 or, or 6 or 7, I'm guessing is when they wanted it. But it is what it is. You know, the, the TV de- determines
0: when they wanted to, to play, and that's when they picked. And so move on. Once we knew, and we knew this a couple of weeks ago, ESPN made their picks for that date. Those came out a couple of weeks ago. I believe Auburn, Penn State's one of the ones that they picked, and that's a heck of a matchup too. You knew Fox had dibs on this game, and that's where Fox was going to put this game. I I, I just don't know how you can be surprised by this and you know yeah you're supposed to be partners with the tv network you're supposed to work together with this thing but again i go back to fox has made it perfectly clear that their biggest tv window is that 11 a.m kick so in their eyes this is the biggest game of the week for them to have and it is ou nebraska so uh pretty crazy to see that much noise coming out of Norman about a kickoff time. I it just It just shocked me that that came down a pike. And, again, I go back to I thought it was a joke when I first saw it. I thought it was being made up, but apparently not. So 11 a.m. for the Oscars, that's kind of what I expected it to be, to be honest with you folks. I thought that's when that game would probably kick off. And just for everybody's historical perspective, the game of the century did kick off shortly after 1.30. So that's when the game of the century in, in 1971 that we're celebrating that 50th anniversary. It was an early afternoon kickoff. Uh, in Norman for that game, the 35-31 Husker win in 1971. All right, those are the stories that we're dealing with here today. Uh, we're also going to get into some more projections for the NC baseball tournament, D1 baseball, now that uh, conference tournament week is about half over, have kind of re-updated that. They've shuffled some different things around, and that includes some of the placements that the Huskers are popping up on. We'll get into that later on in the program as well and obviously want to hear from you at 531-500-4686 with either a call or a text we'll come back with jeremiah searles we'll talk some husker football with him that's next greg sharp back with you on a thursday night and delighted to be joined by our very own jeremiah searles
1: how are you tonight sir everything good in your world everything's going well man about to throw some steaks on the grill and have a buddy over for dinner i haven't seen in a while so things are going very well
0: nice really good hey we got some kickoff times today for the upcoming season let me ask you a two-parter here what kickoff times did you like as a player and what kickoff times do you like as a guy who covers a team or just a fan of a team
1: so, as a player, absolutely 11 o'clock kicks, 100%. Wake up, wow. go play, and be done with it. I just – there was a part of me – I'm kind of an anxious individual at times. So, sitting around all day just thinking about the game, really, like for me, I didn't always play my best in night games. But there's something about waking up and just getting after it and going. But as a media member, as a fan, nothing beats a night game in Memorial Stadium. Um, it, it, the atmosphere, all of that. Even night games on the road with a hostile environment as fans are just fun to watch and fun to to be a part of. But I think that there's a good mix so far of both.
0: Yeah, I, I I think you're exactly right. I think you know being with teams on the road. There's there's I mean particularly when you're on it doesn't matter I guess home or away because when you're on the team you're at a hotel the night before the game so you're just kind of sitting around a hotel if you have a night game and you got to just be like a caged animal right you want to get going and you're like okay let's go have another meeting let's go have a snack let's go I mean it's just got to be excruciating sitting in your room all day oh. getting
1: ready for a night game. It's brutal, especially if it's a big game. I mean, you've had the build-up all week, and then you get to Saturday finally, and you go to your breakfast at 7 a.m. And you're like, well, we'll kick off in 12 hours. I guess I'll just go hang out. I mean, I remember me and Jake Cotton were roommates. We used to take laps around the Marriott at the when we'd stay in Lincoln. We'd take laps around the hotel or wherever we go. We'd try and go walk around just to not be sitting around all day. But then you can also start chasing ghosts. Like, I can watch a little bit more film during the day, and, like, you see something like, ooh, maybe we'll talk about that. A lot of times it's easier just to, yeah, like you said, cage the animal, but try and find a way to relax, watch some other college football games, and just get ready to go.
0: Very good. All right, well, we had you on postgame of the spring game, but I wanted to let it uh, let it all kind of marinate for you for a few weeks to kind of think back on what you watched that day. What, what impressions are now sticking in your mind about what you saw on May the 1st when the Huskers played their spring game?
1: You know, as I've gone back and thought about it and, and kind of just really, like you said, marinated on it, the thing that I really loved the most was our physicality up front. Surprise, surprise, right? I think that for me, watching our defensive line especially, there's so much promise there with guys like Ty Robinson, Casey Rogers, Daniels. You get a guy who didn't even play in the spring, but we know him so well, and Ben Stilley back too, that I really think that our running defense is going to be greatly improved this year, which, as we all know, if you play in the Big Ten – is an absolute must. Some things on offense that I really thought, too, is I love Samari Toure in the slot. I think that he's going to be an absolute mismatch nightmare for some guys that play in the slot there. He's got the experience of playing the outside receiver if we need him to bump out there. But I think he's going to do phenomenal being inside lined up there and do a lot of things with him in the motion game, the jet game. I, I promise you, Scott Frost and co. are looking at him going, man, this is this could be a really fun gadget, but also we know he can run routes really well. And then the big one that everyone loved is Omar Manning, right? You get a chance to see him on the field at the end on the side of his helmet, and you can feel his presence when you're down on the field. I was down on the sideline during the game, and he walks by, and you're like, yeah, that's an NFL wide receiver right there that has potential to do amazing things here. So those are kind of things that really stand out. And then the one kind of, I wouldn't call it a negative, but thing that really is a question mark going in, is I didn't see a true RB1 for this offense. I think it's going to be a lot of running back by committee, especially early in the year, until you find the guy that can ride the hot hand.
0: It's interesting that you led with the physicality because that was the biggest impression that I had, Jeremiah. It reminded me. Maybe of the 2014 Huskers that were just pretty dominant up front on both sides of the ball with some NFL linemen on both sides of the football. And I don't know that we've really had that size and physicality maybe since 14. Am, am I way off base on that or not? No, not
1: at all. I mean, if you look at it from really, if you look at it from when Bo's tender to all the way to 14, years, two or three offensive linemen, one or two defensive linemen that always seem to go on and play in the next level. And really since then, it's been kind of a one-off here, right? Nick Gates, Alex Lewis, and then you kind of look, it's kind of trickles down into who's the next big defensive lineman that's going to go. Obviously you have the Davis twins that went, but for me, when you're looking at that type of stuff, you, you just, the eye test, right? Do we pass the eye test? And I think this is one of the first times that I was walking around the facility going, we passed the eye test at every position, Austin Allen and Volkolek look like big, big 10 tight ends, wide receivers. The one thing that we, again, on the defensive side that I want to see a physicality point is a pass rusher. Who emerges? Is is it Garrett Nelson? Is it Caleb Tanner? Or is it someone that emerges during camp? Who's going to be that guy that gets after the quarterback physically as well?
0: And it could be JoJo, right? I mean, we didn't see JoJo play. Could be him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a special talent, man. You yeah. look at him, I think that uh, PFF had him ranked as like the number two linebacker coming back in the country in all college football. So that's amazing to get a guy like him back. He's going to be well-rested coming off that injury he had in the spring, but no banging in the body in the spring. I think he's primed for a huge year.
0: Again, visiting with Jeremiah Searles with us. He was on with us on our spring game coverage and just wanted to get his kind of refreshing thoughts about that game. And now now they're all back into summer conditioning. they got a couple of weeks off. They've been back in Lincoln about 10 days to get into summer conditioning. How important is this time of year for this for any football team, and particularly this one?
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, this is the time of year where you really start. The strength gains are pretty much done now. That's, that's the winter and the spring is where you're really bulking on getting strength. Now it's about getting in shape for September because it's not a thing that you can just start getting in shape in July and through training camp and expect that you're going to be ready to go once you hit the ground running come August you need to build into that because the body takes some it takes a lot of training to get the body ready for football season. I mean you're you're talking about getting hit and pushing guys and it's not just how many 55s or 100s can I run, it's how many sleds can I push and how much stuff can I take in resistance and how much stuff can I do off the field to get myself physically ready to go. And that's really what the summer is all about. The thing off the field that I think the summer is also really about is building that camaraderie with your buddies. Campus is kind of dead. Lincoln itself is kind of dead with it being a college tool and there's not a lot going on. So you're really just hanging out with your friends. You have the new freshmen coming in. You're really kind of finding your identity of what your character of your team is. And that all trickles down from the leaders. But you spend a lot of time with your teammates in the summer, and it's a lot of fun. I miss those summer workouts with my friends.
0: That's funny because yesterday I saw on Twitter, I saw a couple of the alignment were tweeting out they had some, looked like they might have been at somebody's house, maybe Greg Austin, Coach Austin's house, and they were crushing some wings. And they said uh, these wings had no chance with this group, and it looked like it was the entire offensive line. Did you do similar things like that when you played?
1: Yeah, I tell the story all the time. We used to, back I think it was 2012, maybe 13. Buffalo Wild Wings downtown did the lunch hour special, like $15 all-you-could-eat wings. And we used to go as an entire offensive line, and we'd be the only ones there, but there'd be like 15 of us. And I distinctly remember one time the chef coming out just sweating and him going, (laughs) dude, I thought we had a full restaurant. Like, I thought we had a full – I mean, I don't think any one of us ate less than 50 of them. But, I mean, I think the winner was close to 100 but, I mean, we used to do that stuff all the time. And then we'd go over. Coach Cotton would have us over, or we'd find someone that had a pool, and we'd go hang out at the pool. And, and you just you spend time with each other because that's when the bullets start getting tough and the workouts and whatnot, and you know your buddy's got your back. It's because you know them on a deeper, more friendship, personal level than most people do when you just don't hang out with anyone. You just show up like it's a 9-to-5 job.
0: All right, let me, let me get this from you. Um, were you a traditional wing eater or boneless? And what were your flavors of choice?
1: In my younger days, I was a traditional wing eater because I could have two hands just completely goobed up. Now that I'm a parent and I need to be up hands free, definitely a boneless wing guy because you got to be ready to go at any moment if the little one takes off on you. So definitely I love a good, like, bourbon barbecue wing. Uh It's one of my favorites. And then it's hard to be just a classic buffalo wing. I mean, being up in Buffalo, getting some really good actual, like, buffalo sauce, When I'm up there, it was really good. And then if I'm going to go like a kind of off-brand flavor, I love Old Bay. I think Old Bay flavored wings. They have some at uh, Wings and Rings right now, which is incredible. But then the answer, and the only answer is it's always blue cheese, Greg. It's never ranch. It's always blue cheese.
0: Good to know. I'm putting that down. It seems to me, and you've mentioned this to me a couple of different times, that the highlight of your tenure in Buffalo was getting the chance to eat their wings.
1: Oh, absolutely! And I mean, I'll tell you this: if you ever go to Buffalo or Orchard Park, New York, and you order wings and you ask for ranch, they will look at you insulted. Like they will be insulted that you asked for ranch. So just a little, just a little PSA for anyone that might be headed up that way.
0: Love it! Hey, the uh, some of the preseason magazines are starting to hit the newsstands. Will you pick those up? Did did you pick those up as a player? Do did, did players follow that stuff when it starts coming out early summer?
1: You know, it's it's hard. For me, it wasn't as prevalent because social media was just kind of really starting to take off when I was in college, that early 2000s or late 2000s and early teens area there. But it's almost impossible not to see it now because you're going to have people tagging you with it on Instagram or Twitter, or all those different things. But you just have to let it understand what it is. It's nothing more than a projection. It's nothing more than – hey, if they're saying we're going to be really good, then great. If they're saying they're going to be really bad, great. Like It's nothing more than just talking points. And as a player, sometimes you can let that get in your head a little bit too much, but also you can use it as motivation. You can use it as bulletin board material. Like There's a lot of good and bad to it. I tried to stay away from it as much as possible because I'm one of those guys that would read it and then go deep down the rabbit hole and just think about it for a long time. So a lot of it's just knowing about what your personality is as a player. All right, buddy, we
0: appreciate it. Next time, the boneless will be on me, okay?
1: Absolutely, man, appreciate it. Excited to see uh, you guys more this fall. Go Big Red. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! And that's the way it is. Good night.
3: Beyond the Headlines all right here we go and greg you you mentioned it this is the first beyond the headlines of the week so it's been a full week we've been kind of doing it twice but uh we had the athletic director bill moose on tuesday so that kind of filled things up and we you know so we tried to make this one extra good like you know all the ones that we would have done tuesday we're doing tonight so hopefully we can live up to the expectations there sweet but the first one, the first topic that we go to is one of the hot topics after the PGA Championship this past weekend, and it, it kind of involves the hatred between, and rivalry between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. I'm guessing most people have seen that video of Kepka being interviewed and then rolling his eyes and getting flustered as DeChambeau walks behind him and says something. The still frame of that has had countless memes being made as he, as he <laughs> rolls his eyes, and the beef made it into social media and one of the final jabs or most recent ones came from Deshambeau saying that he quote lives rent-free in Kepka's head. So, uh, what athletes out there live rent-free in your head? Which ones if they just say something will just get under ooh. your skin if uh, it, he's ooh. one of them. Yeah, I was going to say.
2: <laughs> that's an easy one for you, Ben. He's Clubhouse, he might be Clubhouse leader.
0: <laughs> Ben's this is easy for Ben cuz it'd be Philip Rivers and you know, <laughs> and you just keep you, you're, I don't need you're, to say anything though.
2: Like Philip Rivers, pays his own rent
0: by throwing <laughs> other teams
2: a <the> ball. So,
4: <laughs> uh, and,
2: sadly, we don't get to watch that anymore. I really enjoyed that. I know Austin's sad that Philip Rivers is no longer around.
4: Uh, don't I? Wouldn't go that I, far yet. I might be. But I
0: I, I get tired a lot of. And this will probably get me in trouble, but I, I get kind of tired of hearing from LeBron about every single thing. Yeah, uh, that kind of wears on me. I mean, that's—I know you're a person, you have your opinions, and that's fine. But man, all the time, and then sometimes when he ought to speak up, he doesn't. So maybe he's living <laughs> rent free in my head. There to
2: me, go. the uh, look, and I—I I am a LeBron guy. I always have been, but I, I've been—I've been selling some shares of LeBron's stock on this show the last few years, and I think I dumped even—even even more shares after uh, after the last few. Incidents, You know, the the eye-poking dramatization. We had the the dislocated shoulder that was dragging from his body, and he miraculously recovered from that.
0: Um, Getting kind of tired of that. Well, and didn't he break COVID protocols and didn't get fined, and other guys in the league (laughs) have and got, like Porzingis, I think, got a $50,000 fine, and LeBron did kind of the same thing and got nothing. I think the league's afraid of him. I think the league... Let's him kind of run things yep. hmm. where pulling. have I heard that before <laughs> I, I wish that Tim was here because one of the guys that's on my list is Tom
3: Brady at least he used to be whenever I would even just see his face he drove yeah. me crazy but now I feel like he, I've kind of calmed down a little bit on him one because he's moved on from the Patriots but also because he got a Twitter account and I think that a lot of the stuff that he does on there is entertaining but um, yeah that's that would probably be one of the ones on my list anyway
4: the two for me that I always come back to, Brad Davison. Yeah. Brad good, Davison. Good. And, Mr. Uh, Charge. <laughs> yes, him. And Brett Lurie, actually. Long time Major League Baseball know. player. And he was with the Blue Jays when they were trying to challenge the Royals. He was with the A's the next year and started a dust up. So I'm not a Brett Lurie guy.
2: I have a lot oh. of really random Major League Baseball oh, yeah. players like in the past that I just yes. don't like at all. <laughs> like for no Carlos Quentin I I wouldn't say oh (laughs) don't give me a story about Carlos Quinn but yeah like there's and and I wouldn't say for no reason but like oh yeah I'm sure if I knew them as people I would have no problem with them but yeah based on the way that they played baseball (laughs) or did against my team or whatever else I yeah
4: there's a lot
2: of occupancy in my head for those people (laughs) the fun part (laughs) is that you don't
4: have to know them as people so you can keep holding on to that that's That's very true yep
3: yep exactly
4: all right topic number two of the night actually a pair of them combined into one so last night the nationals had a rain delay and one fan got so excited he uh ran so fast he lost his clothes on his way over the guardrail to the slip and slide Mm -hmm. tarp and (laughs) then uh just up the beltway a sixers fan dumped popcorn on russell westbrook on his way through the team tunnel so in your mind what's the worst fan behavior at a game and what's the worst fan behavior you've witnessed in person
0: well, did you catch the video of the Padre guy getting cold clocking
2: yeah, somebody at the to game like last yeah. week? Yep. There was goodness. a fight last night in the Dodgers Astros game. Yes, mm-hmm. and there was a, 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 a mom and a dad with a little, like, two year old getting into it, throwing fists. It's like you got yeah. a two year old, and she's. It's so sad. She's sitting there crying hysterically. Is it, is it just me or is, are these – have they been happening
3: at a higher rate because of, like, people you're so excited to get back in the stands or you a little bit more fired up or on edge? Or is it – are we just seeing it more because of social media the last –
0: I think we're seeing it more because everybody now has a camera with their phone. Yeah. Right? I mean, as soon as something fair. like that happened, mm-hmm. everybody's popping their phone onto their camera mode and recording it. And I think, you know, years past – you had yeah, – maybe you had a smartphone, but it didn't have a camera, or you weren't thinking about doing that. Now everybody wants to – so, Josh, I kind of think it's been going on for a long, long time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I uh, the the If you are a throw-something-on-the-field type fan or throw-something-at-an-athlete type fan, I've got zero respect for you at all. And the worst I've ever seen or been a part of was Boulder, Colorado, and I don't know that it's ever going to be beat. Yeah. That was. I know a lot that, of Husker fans
3: would agree and, with that. and here's the
2: thing. I walked in there with really, really low expectations of, of fan behavior, and it somehow um, surpassed my expectations <laughs> for how bad that it was, And it, particularly because of how the game ended. But if I never have to go back there for another game, I'll be just fine with that. <laughs> All right, very good.
3: Well, we uh, move on to a baseball topic here earlier this week. Cowboy Joe West set the record for the most games umpired in a Major League Baseball career. Uh, He's definitely been a lightning rod as an umpire, often receiving criticism for making the game about him. So who are some of
2: your favorite or least favorite officials slash umpires of all time? Uh, Automatic number one power ranking, and I'm glad I never have to see him uh, on my TV ever again, is Joey Crawford. Um, The turtle-looking referee, (laughs) just awful, just awful, awful dude. He had a brother that was a major league baseball umpire. Yeah, Uh yeah, I'm sure. Sure, he, you know, sure it was very similar situation as Joey Crawford, Um, Teddy Valentine up there. TV Teddy. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Um, Obviously, Angel Hernandez is a joke. We all know that. That's that's the low-hanging fruit. It's almost
3: sad for him just because he's really bad. I don't. I, for me, I don't know if he's as annoying by how much he like is. You know animated and that sort of thing he he is a little bit but he's just so bad like he just makes wrong call after wrong call so
2: and he's like why don't i ever get picked to do the (laughs) world series because you're terrible
3: at your job. Right. You are lucky that you still have a job. So th- those are some of your least favorite. Who are
2: some of your favorites? Oh,
0: you got to admire Ed Hockley, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Come yeah. on, those guns. Oh, yeah. Those guns? Come
2: yeah. on. Oh, he, he doesn't need pads. He could tackle any of those dudes out there without pads on.
3: <laughs> I always liked Cleet Blakeman, too, just because he had the Husker sure. connection. and he I liked Cleet like Blakeman
2: until the AFC title game that, in 2018. Yeah,
3: good point. Good point.
4: You're saying D Ford wasn't offsides?
2: <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying Patrick Mahomes getting... Smacked in the face <laughs> and breaking his nose was maybe a maybe a foul and Tom Brady getting his jersey touch maybe wasn't a foul. Yeah, uh personal fair. foul. But probably
4: something to that. Yeah. No D four is there, was
2: definitely offside. Ben, is
0: there do you have a favorite college basketball official? Bo tommy Tom Eads maybe? Mm, Bo Borowski? No, <laughs> those guys are thumbs down nope, for me.
2: Nope, <laughs> nope. Okay. I don't I can't say I do have a favorite basketball official is to it, be honest. It, with is it. It,
0: <laughs> KP's we a, a big K fan KP of Tom Quik.
2: Eads, right? A huge fan of Tom Eads, huge fan <laughs> of Obarovski.
0: Uh Let's see. I mean, the, the list is so long, I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> do we do we know? And none of us were there, but do we know who almost threw Kent out of that tournament in no,
4: Charleston? I could. don't
0: know who the official was.
2: The, I'll,
4: I'll let Jake. I'll let uh, Josh handle this. I'll get Jake on the line real quick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: I. I don't know. I, I think it was a foreign I crew. I don't think Jake, it was a Big Ten crew. Jake wasn't there. Matt it was. was Matt. Oh, that's right. It. Matt that's Davison right. was doing the game. Matt's like he heard you. Yeah, yeah he's looking you at can. you, Kent. <laughs> One of the best. One of the best two minutes of radio oh, yeah. that ever be- happened. <laughs> who is the network.
3: Who is the guy in the the B- Baylor game? Carl,
2: something? Carl Hess. Carl Hess that threw that, Huss, that, yes. threw, yeah. uh, that threw ten, 10 miles, miles out, out. Of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Bob Homoka? There's one, Greg, for oh you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bob Homolka. Now, you talk about an umpire that made the game about himself. That strikeout call that he would have loved to just prance around there. You needed to put, like, one
2: of those step machines on him just to count his steps after a (laughs) punch-out.
0: I remember uh, we were in – this is still we were members of the Big 12, and – we were down in Oklahoma City, and we went out to have a lemonade after one of the games, and we looked over, and there was a bunch of umpires, and Homolka was there, and they were celebrating Bob Homolka because he was going to retire. Well, then we get to next the next year. There he is. I'm like, Seamus, <laughs> I thought he retired. Yeah,
4: Wait I guess he did. Second. I know they had a big party for him. Yeah. He wants another party. <laughs> no, no, more. no votes for Daniel Jimenez after last weekend? Yeah, He got, yeah, he got that, better, I think, as
2: the weekend he? went on. But. Well, the,
0: the
2: the Jackson Hallmark run to first just made me want to flip a table over, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> I don't think that was – that was that him? I don't think that was him. He
2: was behind the plate. He was behind the plate during that game, I think. Or was mm-hmm. he at first? I don't even remember, but, yeah. That's yeah,
3: fine. I, I didn't want to turn this into too much of an official bashing session, but I knew it might, I enjoy a good but, official bashing yeah, session. Yeah, it's fine. So a lot of it is deserved, especially to me, the biggest thing is, and it's been a topic especially of late, is, you know, it's, it's one thing for officials to make bad calls, but to have zero responsibility to talk about yeah, the map right. of games is what drives most fans crazy.
2: Agreed. All
4: right. All right, I'll just stick along a somewhat similar line to my first topic here for the next one. Uh, so the basketball player formerly known as Ron Artest responded to someone on Twitter today who said he wasn't wrong for fighting a fan. And Artest said that the fan that he hit actually bet the fan that threw the cup of beer 50 bucks uh, that the fan couldn't hit Artest with it. So how does, how does Artest know this? Because uh, as he says, quote, me and the fan is cool now. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some memorable sports beeves you guys would like to see quashed, and some you want to see go on forever?
0: Oh man, what was Gerard Dyson about speed? That's what speed,
2: That's what
4: do? speed do. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's
2: um, pretty solid. He and Terrence Gore, baby. Oh yeah. I'm trying to remember. I would like to see the uh Isaiah Thomas Michael Jordan thing play out a little longer. I I was always a big fan sure. of of how sour that guy was about everything. <laughs> um especially after the last dance documentaries. Sure. It's I never liked him. I don't I don't think I T liked him. So <laughs> <laughs> How about uh How about the 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 beef between like Trevor Bauer and the Astros. Mm, like, sure, I mean, because sure. he was already pounding that trash can, ew, before the uh, the sign stealing scandal. He was calling all their pitchers out for uh, having uh, substances on their hat, including his college teammate Garrett Cole. How about that? Are there any on the other side of the coin that you want to see done that
3: you're tired of hearing about? Um, I'm trying to think if I don't know. Mind. I'm tired of Benefar.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Different category but still works I guess.
2: I guess the new one's what gonna be Kanye and Kim Kardashian. That's gonna be the new one. Yeah. Right. What do they call that? I don't know. Kim Ye? Sure. <laughs> I
4: don't
3: know. <laughs> Alright, let's uh move on uh and go back. We talked a little bit of NBA there and stick with that. The New York Knicks beat the Atlanta Hawks last night to even the series at a game apiece. A major catalyst for the Knicks in that game was veteran guard Derek Rose's performance as he dropped 26 points. Uh, Rose hasn't really been a star in the league since his age 23 season nine years ago. And then nine after that, years. he tore his ACL. He became a journeyman didn't and was injury prone, so didn't play a whole lot. Um, hasn't really put together a full season. Who are some of the biggest names in sports that you can think of whose careers weren't necessarily cut short completely, but lessened greatly due to injury. So they had a great start and then kept playing but didn't really live up to well, potential.
0: I'll go old school here and I'll say Gale Sayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. a lot of people feel like if Sayers hadn't had the knee injuries of the Bears and he might have just set records nobody would have been able to get to. And yeah. obviously Sayers is an Omaha guy, so I'll, I'll throw out an old reference but one that certainly relates to our state with him. Poe Jackson, another one. Yeah.
3: And in some the, ways his career was – pretty much cut over short after that. Yeah. but yeah, yeah. That,
0: Mark Pryor
3: that's yeah he kept going yeah. after his injury but yeah he he's really um, trying to think yeah one like- of the other ones that came to mind was and this guy had a great career don't get me wrong but Mickey mantle tore up his knee relatively early in his career and a lot of people would have said that yeah he would have put up even more staggering numbers than he did already um, he still hit for a lot of power but took away a lot of his speed and ability to do things in the outfield and all that and run the bases so
2: how about cam newton that, mvp yeah. year and then yeah. he, i mean it's been a barrage of yeah. it wasn't one injury for him but it's had a barrage of injuries that i mean he he's got a wet noodle now for an arm
4: <laughs> so yeah. what if, what about on the nebraska side of things what if taylor martinez doesn't get turf toe what does he look like yeah or de mornay is another yeah. one any Nebraska player that's ever played at Ross-Age Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Did much. Did you yeah. see Benton? Like
0: yesterday, for some reason, there was a random DeMorde highlight reel that was I saw out. that. Yeah. And you just forget how electric he was. Oh, He, yeah, he changed games. He changed games. The oh. Iowa
2: game, he almost won. Brought Nebraska yes. back in that Michigan State game and almost won the thing just because they decided to keep punting the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was, oh. he was dynamic.
0: Yeah was. And he wasn't afraid to let you know about it either. <laughs> well, hey, our, we mentioned him earlier. Our own Jake Neulhuizen was having a sure. terrific freshman year at Nebraska, and then he ran, got, got shoved into a basket stanchion in Lawrence, and it, he just wasn't quite the same. I, I think that was still his freshman year. Yeah. He wasn't really quite the same after that.
4: Let's yeah. tack on some NCAA sanctions for that <laughs> retroactively. Yeah. It's common. They'll never get sanctioned. (laughs) Well, Ignore it. We can hope. We can hope. We can pray. All right, topic number six. So earlier today, Nintendo announced a new partnership with a company that's helping make Super Smash Brothers a varsity sport on the high school and college (laughs) levels. So right now, the list of games Mm. with varsity level leagues includes Madden, FIFA, League of Legends, Rocket League, and a couple others. So in your gaming prime, what (laughs) video game do you think you would have uh, had the best shot to get a college scholarship at?
2: NCA football, no doubt. Um, Makes sense. That was a big one for me. I was pretty elite at (laughs) Pac-Man. There we go. I mean, if we're throwing it back to, like, the Sega days, like NBA Jam. um, Okay.
4: Do you guys have any mobile games now you could go pro in?
2: Mortal Kombat, Ben, you're like. uh, Oh, I I was a big Mortal Kombat guy back in the day. uh That was a a Sega. That was a Sega (laughs) game. Yeah.
3: What about you, Austin? I feel like you're still uh, see
2: in that realm a little bit, at
0: least.
4: Well, I think things He's go odd. home tonight and play some. <laughs> the easy answer is Fortnite, right? Get a squad together, roll with the boys. But I could be an okay <laughs> Call <laughs> of Duty player, play a little Clash Royale in my day. But there's this one game I just I picked it up in college as a kill time between classes game. It's just like Tetris, but it's in a hexagon. My high score is like two hundred thousand points, and I feel pretty oh. good about myself in that. So I don't know I'll if that so,
2: sounds like a lot of points. So it sounds <laughs> like you're pretty good at that. Sure I, it does.
4: I, I'm basically basically Kareem when it comes to that game. So
2: I was I was pretty good at the uh, NCA baseball game, like in mm, two thousand five yeah. on PS two. Yeah oh, yeah, oh yeah,
4: you pulled that out one time, Ben. I,
2: so I was craving. Josh and I were living together, and I was craving playing that game so bad. I bought a PS two. From some dude online, and then bought the game from another dude, and I think I played <laughs> it like twice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that man, I was that game was a lot of fun. and Nebraska was super good at it because they they were right. fresh but off the was, college the world. Alex turns out Alex Gordon wasn't terrible in that game. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: You know who else was in that game? Greg Sharp, who was in a video game. We should he bring this up to him tomorrow. Curtis Ledbetter was in uh, a video what? game.
4: Uh huh. Wow. He, oh yeah. Yeah, he was in the game. Wow. See, I remember Ugh. playing that game because the second gaming console I ever owned was a PS2. My friend sold it to me for, like, 20 bucks with all his games. He was getting the PS3. So NCAA Baseball was there, Star Wars Battlefront, one of the greatest days of my life for just a crisp 20. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. You need nice. to bring that up to him. Led you're, Led, you're an icon. You're in a video game. <laughs> yep, love it.
3: All right, last topic here. Speaking of icons, Alex Rodriguez always seems to find himself in the news. Most recently with his part in purchasing the Minnesota Timberwolves and then, of course, splitting from Jennifer Lopez. But this week, A-Rod announced that he has invested in a men's makeup line. It's a product called Blur Stick, and it's advertised as a makeup that will help cover up any nicks and cuts from shaving, along with acne and some other blemishes, but... Uh, J Lo has said in the past that A Rod would use some of her makeup at times, but struggled to find anything that was more tailored for men. Uh, so, first of all, would you guys be willing to try this product specifically? And then, second, what's a n- what new business venture will A Rod get himself into next? If you it's have been, to predict, it's been the a future? busy couple
2: months for the for the for the go- for he's, the guy. He's staying busy. Um, I won't use it. I don't think there's enough nope. makeup on nope. the planet okay. that could uh, that could help me out. Plus, I'm married, so I mean. At that point, well, right? Why? You know, you're you're committed. You know, yeah, like yeah. It, it's over. You 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 signed your five star athlete. Move on. Like yeah. it's it's over with. So, yeah. Fair. I uh, no. I will not be any kind of investing or Good. or uh, supporting any male makeup line from one Alex Rodriguez. Okay. What about and what's the, yeah,
3: prediction for the future? What will he be hmm. getting himself into now?
2: Probably space travel. I could see him he okay. and he and Elon Musk teaming up and sure. Arod, you know, good. contributing sure.
0: to something something of that
2: nature. That. He like seems that. like
4: a cryptocurrency guy too, so I'd yeah. I believe yeah.
0: That. Exactly. Could be. And and, and uh, Elon's into crypto. There's yeah. no yeah. doubt about that. He's all big about that. All right, boys, well done. Thanks. You you loaded up tonight. That we was tried. solid. Yep, here we are, Sports Nightly, Thursday night. Some say it's the best hour of the week. Some. You you would say that now, right? It depends on if you're playing or not. (laughs) we got the face-off coming up here in a couple minutes between Ben and Austin. Austin's a champion. uh, Took me down a peg or two last week by winning the, the rubber match last week. So we'll have that later in the hour. We'll have our flex picks. We'll have some open phones for you as well. So, Benny, you excited to get back in this thing? It's been a few weeks since you've been a part of this thing. Um sure, we'll go with that. We'll go with excited. That's what we'll go
2: with. A little nervous to be honest with you. Austin, how you feeling?
4: I feel like there's just there's just a lot going on with this matchup. You know, I'm out for revenge cuz Ben kicked my tail the first time, so I've got that going. I don't um, not remember how our match I don't even really remember you how our matchup. He beat me 2 played. nothing and I was pretty non-competitive um so, you know heavy is the head as well I currently have the trophy the curse oh persists. boy I like my so chances that and like- <laughs> the other thing I feel like there's some some outside pressure for me to lose because everyone wants to see a Ben Tim <laughs> so yeah, there's yeah a, you kind of got going the on. cards
2: stacked against you but I, I'm not feeling too optimistic I, I've been rusty I mean I, I've been coming up to questions so that's definitely helped but it helps answering the questions more I think we'll see Russ versus Russ Josh
0: what? Uh, how would you? How would you label the questions we have assembled for them tonight?
3: Um, some of them are difficult, but I feel like they are, at least in the. Uh, it's not like we went outside of their strengths as trivia, as sports trivia buffs. You know, I think they're fair. All right, let's do
0: it. Round one. It's time for Off.
1: Let's go, Mano Mano. You, and me, right here, right
0: now. Now, here are your hosts, Greg Sharp and Josh Helkeman. All
3: right, well, Greg, you set it up. Everybody knows how everyone is feeling, and just to kind of reset it, everybody that is talking right now in this segment has held the trophy at least one time. So, winner circle. Yes, we are. We are the elite. We are the champions, and now it's just a matter of, you know, for as long as we play this. Whoever we'll kind of figure out who
2: has held it the longest, I guess, and just add those up. And Josh, has anybody retained ha- been in possession of the trophy? Yeah, physically and one. Uh good question. I don't think I, so. not a
4: series but a game, I believe.
2: I don't think yeah, I think that. I think we're over in the series is where people actually have right the trophy
3: in front of them. Right, cuz I don't think when I I held it for two matchup or I didn't uh, you know, I wanted to but I didn't I, get it to you. Right, and then but yeah, I didn't actually have it in my possession until I ended up losing to Greg, so has Tim won this thing? No. He has not. Loser! He's, he's only won. He's only had two matchups all time, one against Austin, one against me, I believe. And he only won one game, and that was against Austin. So Austin is going to have to live with that for the rest of his <laughs> life. <but> he lost. <laughs> One matchup to, to Tim. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's stop talking about it and actually get into it. I have question number one. So, if you guys are ready, let's do this.
2: Sure, sure.
3: All right. Question number one. Go to college baseball. Name the locations for the last four Nebraska baseball regional. Austin. Ben. Ooh, Greg. What do you think? I think. I think it was Austin. I think Austin was in. First. Oh,
0: come
4: on. <laughs> I think. I think so. <laughs> I think he was. I- all right. I'll say
3: Stillwater. Show me Stillwater. 2014, so that just falls. That's the furthest one back that we're going to go with, so that does count, though.
4: All right, and it would be very dumb of me to pass on this one. So a little bit of (laughs) gameplay. I'm going to. No pressure. already got them all written out, Austin. (laughs) Yeah. I know you do. I. Yeah, I didn't want to concede this category. I wanted to at least get on the board. Um, It's not fair that I was. Physically at all of these Every places. Every single one either. of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see here. How about Corvallis?
3: Show me Corvallis. 2017 is when the Huskers went there. I'd like to forget that trip. To be honest, I was going to say that was, that was not a good one. Two and Q. Uh,
4: all right, two
3: down, two to go. No strike, So you're. I don't think the
2: Beaver SID likes me too much. <laughs> Hank Haney. I wonder not, if he's listening right now. He is not on the – no, they're playing Stanford right oh, okay, now, so I doubt it. he's listening. But I don't, don't. think he has any uh, any submissions to be in the Ben McLaughlin fan club
3: <laughs> anytime soon. Fair. All right, Austin, you've got two right. You said Stillwater in 2014 and Corvallis in 2017. You have two left.
4: Uh, do, do, do. What about, like, uh, Cal State Fullerton? Remember in Fullerton. Show me Fullerton. <laughs>
3: I don't know if they've ever played at Fullerton for a regional or not. I didn't go that back back that far in my research. So. Remember the Titans.
0: That's their nickname. Yeah. yeah, they
2: are. All right, one strike. Uh, do, do, do. The current home of Colby Gomez's younger brother. Wow, is that yeah. so? Yeah, trivia. Yeah.
3: That's what this segment's all about.
4: Uh, Husker baseball regionals. Let's see. Ben, ben, is ben is ready is, to He's bounce. ready with the other two that I'm not oh. going to get, but...
3: That's fine. You can just... You still have two strikes. You can throw some guesses out there. I know you can get at least I'm one I'm just of sitting these. back watching the Vanderbilt-Arkansas game waiting for you guys to tell me to go. <laughs> Honestly, Austin, Corvallis is the one that I would have probably forgotten if I was on the spot. That one would have slipped my mind because I would have... You know, I've tried to block that from my memory, but...
4: <laughs> Uh, do, 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 do. Not to make you feel bad about the other well, two, Well, I but. did, thanks. <laughs> um, but no biggie. How about Tempe, Arizona?
3: Show me Tempe. Oh. Sorry, not correct. Went there in
0: 07. We did go to a regional there. It was All 2007. Right. So that's a little bit
3: too far back. All right, yeah. down to one strike, Austin. Be careful here. Um...
4: about uh, Clemson?
3: Show me Clemson. <laughs> Staying alive. How'd you pull that one out?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs>
3: All right. Just one to go, but only one strike can, left. Can I so. get the years I have? Yes. Yeah, so you that was in 2016. So 2014 was Stillwater, 2016 Clemson, 2017 Corvallis. You're missing the most recent one.
4: Oh, wonderful. Uh,
3: And this isn't a trick question. We don't know where the Huskers are going to play this year, so that's not a part of this. Right.
0: Can't promise that on future questions. (laughs) Yeah.
4: What about uh, UConn? Stores, Connecticut. All right. Show me UConn
3: or
0: Stores. We did play UConn, but. And we played them in this regional. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. It's all right.
4: It's all right. My guesses are up, so.
2: Ben's got this, I think. All right. For the Steel, Ben. <laughs> the Brick Town, Oklahoma City. I've never had to fight back tears leaving a stadium as much as I yeah. did last time there. So, all Oklahoma right. City. Oklahoma City for the Steel. Got it. Okay, supposed so, to be in Stillwater. See,
4: that's what I thought when I because I knew we played yeah, Oklahoma State. We're tricky. in that regional, so I said Stillwater, thinking back to that regional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where my head was. I forgot that was in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Dang it.
0: They they were their ball field was flooded.
3: And yep. ah, again, that was a little bit. So tricky. I would have been right. Yes, you would have been mm-hmm. right if they had actually played there. I would probably gone back one more regional if that had been yeah. the case, and just said that one counted twice. But a little bit tricky there. But Ben, you pull out.
0: Question number one. All right, boys, ready for question two? Yep. Okay. Name the last five years that the Huskers have won a baseball conference championship. Ben. Ben, ben. with authority. Twenty twenty one. Give me twenty twenty one. All right. Would you like to pass or play? I'm going to play. Okay. Twenty seventeen. About twenty seventeen. Uh-huh. Darren Erstadge-led team. Two for two. How many do down, I need? Three to go. Five. Three five. 2005. How about 2005? Yeah. Coach I'm A coached that team. Right? Running through this category, Ben. Can you
2: can you tell me the order or not? Mm, like, have no, I got the three no, most recent? I don't
3: think so. nope. Too many clues. You've already got three and no strikes, so Just I don't think you need I, any help. I also
2: got to know what order the regionals were in, but... Hey, I, I, I just
4: asked for what year, and Josh provided that on his own. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. <laughs> two thousand two.
0: Give me twenty oh two. First strike. You won the
2: conference tournament. Huskers
0: have, have won eight all time. So, I mean, Ooh. this is this is five of the eight that Nebraska's has won in their history. Five of the most recent. Yeah. 2001. How about 2001? Very good. Just one
2: to go. Oh, boy. Now I'm starting to get to the... Well, unless there's one that's uh, in the...
0: What do you call it? Um, In between... (laughs) And I should 01. have i should have clarified this is regular season conference. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not counting tournament right. titles. No 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 I, Yeah, figured. I, I figured, figured as much.
3: Just to clarify for those playing along in their cars or at home. Yeah. All right, Ben, just one strike. I feel and like I there
2: was another one before O one. What year did I guess it was incorrect? O two. Give me 03
0: then, 2003. How about 2003? <laughs> wow, sweeps it. Well done. That's impressive. Yeah, I thought I thought maybe
2: there was one before or after 2001, but well done. All right, Austin, you got to get back into it. And I feel like those first two questions, if I'm being honest, <laughs> yes. swung my way. See so. what
4: I'm saying? The people want the Ben-Tim matchup. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how the
3: next few questions oh, go. It man. might go back the other way here. All right, question number three. Sticking with baseball but going up level, name the five different teams that Liam Hendricks has played for in his career. Austin. Ooh, Ben in first. Ben, ben got in. The Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Show me the Minnesota Twins. He did. I'm playing. All right, he played with them from 2011 to 2013. His current team, the Chicago White Sox. Show me the
2: Chai Sox. He was signed there from Oakland. Is that a guess? Oakland.
3: Yep. <laughs> is oh, all right. Is it Oakland? They are on there. Man, this is a machine. Yeah, Ben came out. Oh. I think uh, this was off the air, but Ben seemed surprised that we we were playing this today. I think that he was. I. Uh-huh. Was I knew, an act, Well, here's know? the deal.
2: I knew we were playing earlier, like yeah, before the show, and then I, I didn't realize. Well, see, it was Maybe that's 8 better. O'clock. Austin's been <laughs> worrying this whole time about it, and you.
3: We're able to get it off your mind. All right, how about the Indians? That seems like a team he played. Show for. me the Cleveland Indians. First strike. All right. So to recap, uh, you're trying to name the five different teams that Liam Hendricks has played for in his career. You got the Twins. You got the
0: White Sox and the A's. Two left. Does this does this include the SNBL team that he was a part of or not? It, it should. It, that's the successful <laughs> team he's been a Austin's,
4: part of.
3: Austin's sitting there thinking about that because. <laughs> but, yep. No rowboats are not on here. They're not. No rowboats. Okay. Row. No rowboats.
0: Just want to clarify that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sorry. By the way, the uh, the, the White Sox was. This his first year with the White Sox. The A's were 2016 to 2020. Um. This is a clue, but these were his shortest stints, the next two that you have to get. Yeah, I... Was he a Mariner? Me at Seattle. Show me Seattle. I oh. did not play with the Mariners. All right, now you're down to your last strike, and you still have two answers to get
0: got to be careful now. Yeah, this
3: is where you
2: have to be careful, man. I I kind of feel like he was a Royal, but I really don't remember. It couldn't have been long, but I'm going to feel really stupid if he was. So I'm <laughs> just going to say Kansas City. All right, show me the Royals. Nice. Okay. Austin just threw
3: his pen. He is upset. He had that one ready in the bag and you took it from him.
2: All I, right, no, I, was, I don't. That was that fr- was in 2014. I don't he feel like I have any idea. KC royal. All right, uh, one left. Give me the Yankees. Show me
3: the Bronx Bombers. Alright. There is an opening for Come Austin. On, Austin. Y- you need this. You don't want to fall I'm, down trio, but.
2: I'm afraid. Was, a Yankee, was uh, the Royals the only team you had written down? No. Oh. I have a couple <laughs> but, guesses, but, but that's that the
4: one. one I was hoping you were gonna overlook. Yeah, what are your guesses? Uh, I, I just wanna
2: know. Uh, when this question's over, Josh, look and see how long he was a royal yeah, for. It I, couldn't have been more than like Six months. Well, they used him as a starter, and he was real bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did the twins. He was yeah. terrible as a twin. Right. He had flashes. Don't just throw
3: him completely under the bus, but yes. <laughs> well, the, I got my info from you, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I
4: mean, <laughs> that's fair. Oh, man. Uh, do, do, do. I am going to say that Liam Hendricks was previously with the Toronto Blue Jays.
3: All right, show me the Toronto Blue Jays for the steal. Wow.
1: Wow. Pull
2: it out. That is impressive. Staying alive. All right. We got all the teams that Liam freaking Hendricks
3: played for. (laughs) I, I knew I had to pick somebody random to get you guys <laughs> to test your knowledge a little bit. All right. Holy so, smokes. with Kansas City, he only pitched in six games okay, that yeah. year. He was So, 0-2. I wouldn't have felt too bad if I didn't get him. Yeah, he was 0 2. He wow, started three Austin. of those six.
4: That's um,
2: impressive he, that you had him. And just how the, did you pull Toronto out of your rear end? Well, yeah.
4: he actually. <laughs> I t- remember him being with a blue team at some point before the Royals. I don't know how. I don't know why.
3: Yeah. He actually was with them for two different stints in 2014. Then he went to the Royals for the end of 2014, then went back to the Blue Jays for 2015.
2: So it was a little bit longer than his Royals stint. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. right. 2-1, Ben. Man, that, I'm going to be honest with that, you, that rattled me a little bit. I thought I was yep. up 3-0. Well, yeah.
4: you're just as rattled as I was when you said the Royals. I was banking <laughs> on that one.
3: <laughs> you literally threw his
0: <laughs> pen in the air. <laughs> All right. Question four. With the Huskers set to open the season against Illinois, Name the last three conference opponents in Nebraska's face to open a season. Ben. Ben? Oklahoma State. Give me Oklahoma State. <laughs> that is correct. You want to play or pass? I'm going to play. Okay.
2: Uh, just because, just for board security reasons, <laughs> not for confidence reasons. Well, there's only three, so yeah, you don't... Um... Been pretty rare
0: for the Huskers. We were supposed yeah, I'm to. to a the only reason in I knew that I street. was at
2: that game uh, when they opened with were Oklahoma you? State. Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to say this, too. If I threw a fourth one in there, I would have had to have gone back to the 50s. Oh boy. That's how rare it's been for Nebraska to open this a season is, with a conference team. Right.
3: This is at least within. Ben's lifetime. Maybe not Austin's,
4: but... How
0: about... How about Kansas? How about the Jayhawks? Oh. Nope, definitely not them.
2: Nope. Um, hmm. Hmm... I feel like there's a really obvious one that I'm missing.
0: Hmm. Oh, Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Ohio State. Yep, there it was. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a
2: really obvious one that I'm not getting here. Um, How many
4: more do I need? One more. One more with two strikes.
2: One more. Hmm.
4: Don't forget how rattled you are, by the way. Uh, Liam yeah, Hendricks feel, rattled you.
2: I feel better now.
0: Yeah. Um, Austin, you were
4: ready to pounce on
0: that Buckeye
2: one, weren't you?
4: Three. That was my wedding day. I was so ready. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which one? Ohio State Bucknuts.
3: Not Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was not his wedding day.
2: <laughs> Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> Good grief having trouble coming up with a team here. Mm-hmm. Um I feel I don't feel like it's a it's definitely I don't want to say definitely. I don't think it's a Big Ten team.
4: You sure? Yeah.
2: No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll my gut tells me no and I'm rolling with that. Okay. I already took off Kansas. How many strikes do I have? Just one. Just Kansas. How about Kansas State? How about the Wildcats? <laughs> <laughs> you sure it's incorrect?
0: <laughs> yes,
3: Greg mm. did his research. I didn't. Uh, well, confirm I, I, it, I, I, I've
0: got to. I've got to admit, I needed help, and oh. I got the help from the Sports Information Office. Oh wow! So I we're know who you want to. <laughs> Matt stats. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, okay. Give
2: me. Uh, <laughs> just because they're on the schedule this year, give me Oklahoma. How about Oklahoma?
0: And a chance for Austin to steal
4: well thank you for taking Kansas State off the board. I thought that 92 game in Tokyo was going to be Ooh. one of them so that you
2: was guess K State if you want
4: well I, I would, but I also guessed Wade Boggs last week as part of not listening to the clue and so I'm gonna, I've been trying to pay better attention this week It's been on my list of things to do mm. um, how about Missouri? give me the Missouri Tigers.
0: Yes. All right, Ben wins. This one's going to this one was a little unfair because the third one was also Oklahoma State. So we open in 0-3. That's the 03 one Ben the you one were talking remember. about. When, when was Nineteen ninety-five, right after we or won Tom's first national oh, title. Wow, we okay. opened the ninety five season on a Thursday night in Stillwater yeah, to open okay. the ninety five season. Last year the big eight. Okay. So.
3: Austin's playing under protest, I think, but that's all right. <laughs> I mean I didn't get that one right either, so Yeah. All right, Austin again you're in a position where you uh need to have this one, especially because Ben would win if he gets it. Question number five. Name the five players who scored in double figures for the New York Knicks in the 2012-13 season. Austin. Austin in first. Carmelo Anthony. Show me Carmelo Anthony.
2: What's even happening right now? What was the question? Top the, the New York
3: Knicks from when? 2012-13. <laughs> the last time they made the playoffs. <laughs>
4: yep. I believe they had Amari Stoudemire on that team. Show oh, me well, you're Amari. Playing.
3: You're, you're playing. <laughs> you yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's playing. playing. Okay, right. Tim's
4: playing. <laughs> Show me Stoudemire. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs>
3: Uh, Did do, do, do see these are all players you've heard of though. It's not like we're digging out <laughs> a bunch of randos I mean they are kind of but what but. about what about Raymond Felton? <laughs> Show me Raymond. Felton. That's it a- <laughs> What
2: that's correct. Yes, sir
0: I'm hurting right now <laughs> Alright, all left. H- uh,
2: how's that I know I know why you
4: know that name, but how, how do you ever consider that dude a pro? <laughs> Because he was hanging on even in like with the Thunder in like sixteen seventeen with uh, Russ I believe, looking like a full refrigerator.
3: Uh, all right, so let's recap here. Let's let's. Uh, yeah, can ha- we get a recap, please, and let the people know what's going on. <laughs> intermission. So the question was name the five players who scored in double figures for the New York Knicks in their 2012-13 season. Austin has correctly guessed Carmelo Anthony. He actually scored 28.7 that season, so he he would have let him, right? Right. He was the leader. Uh Amari Stoudemire scored 14.2, Raymond Felton 14.0. So two left.
4: Uh, do, 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 do.
3: No strikes. That's
2: that's the most impressive part about yeah, this, it's, it's this. Unbelievable. The, 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 you, I mean, the fact that you I, know who Raymond Felton is, <laughs> and that I, was a correct answer, has me shook more than the <laughs> other situation. Liam did, Hendricks. Did situation.
4: Pablo Prigioni get to double figures?
3: <laughs> <laughs> did Pablo? I don't know who hi, who that is. I like he, the sound of that. Yeah, <laughs> give him <laughs> a buzz. Give him a buzz. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, these are
2: also players that I have heard of. So. I'm having trouble coming up with. I've got two names written out. I know one is definitely incorrect. All right. Well, that's was sound... it. Pa- was Pablo one of them? It pa- was not Pablo. <laughs> it was not the
4: Pops. <sighs> All right, Austin. One strike. Pablo Prigioni has been referred to as the the uh, olden times Milos Teodosich, for those who are wondering.
3: All right. No one knows. Take what your you're word saying. for
4: that. <laughs> I, I, even if I'm going to lose, I'm going to go down flexing. That's kind of my strategy yeah, here. Yeah, smart. All right, what else you got, Austin? 2012-13 uh, Knicks. Classic team. We all
0: remember yep, it well.
4: Very well. Um, What about Rolo, Robin Lopez? Uh, Robin Lopez.
0: Good guess.
3: Yep, good guess.
4: Not as good as Pablo, but no. close enough. Yeah,
0: I don't know about that. All right, now <laughs> two
3: strikes, still two left.
4: Wilson Chandler.
2: Oh, that's a good guess. Show me Wilson Chandler. That's a good guess. That, kudos to you for that. You deserve the category for that guess.
0: That time, and, and you can
2: close him out. Yeah, this could, be, uh, this could end. All right, I've got two names written down. Who do you got? I've got Danilo Gallinari. Kay. I don't even know if he played for the Knicks, but for some reason I'm thinking that he did. All right. And J.R. Smith. All right, which one are you going with? I'm going to go with J.R. Smith. All right. J.R. Smith
3: for the steal and the win. Shoot. Yep! Yeah. Wow. All right. Austin, I feel bad, too. You said Wilson Chandler. Tyson Chandler is the yeah. fifth one.
4: See, I thought Robin Lopez was there. It was Tyson Chandler. <laughs> the instead.
3: first name I wrote down was Stephon
2: Marbury, and I'm like, yeah, it's a little too <laughs> a little too far too back. too far back, yeah. About ten <laughs> years late on that one. I was... I was I, there was about 10 seconds there where I felt like I blacked out. Next thing I know, uh, Austin's man. ripping off names of the Knicks in 2012. <laughs> I, was that I, the last time they made the playoffs or something? Yes. Yes, last time they made the playoffs. That was the oh reason for the question.
3: There was, was absolute, Danilo
4: Gallinari a Nick?
3: Yeah, he was, I think,
4: right? Yeah, he was.
3: Yeah. There's absolutely zero reason for the uh Liam Hendricks question that just
0: came out of left field, but no, the other okay. ones at
3: least had The random reasons. ones are the random ones are good. Well, yeah. All right, Ben, out to a 1-0 lead. I feel great right. about it. I feel I feel great. bad oh. about
0: Oklahoma State being twice on that list, but that's how that's why I researched it. That's how it came out. You couldn't
2: so. let Matt's Stat go to waste. You needed to a- use no. it. according to the Wikipedia, Gallinari's last year with the Knicks was 2011. So I was close. Ooh. That would have been but a- wow. well, he he would have had to have scored double figures. So yeah, he might Austin
0: impressive though to get as many as you <laughs> oh, did. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
4: See, I was feeling pretty good about the first one, and then I forgot that we had to play in Oklahoma City. Yeah. That was unfortunate. And then Kansas State not being a season opener threw me off, and frickin' J.R. Smith. I haven't thought about that <laughs> guy in a couple years since he threw the bowl of soup.
1: Yeah.
0: Nothing good on TV anymore? Struggling to find something to watch?
1: There's no crying in baseball!
0: Well, we've got you covered. I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. It's time now for Sports Nightly Flicks Picks. And action! Okay, what's been on everybody's screens over the last week? I know, Ben, you've had some away time on the road trip. I'm sure you pulled up something and watched something new, (laughs) didn't you?
2: Yeah. uh, They took away The Office from me, which was my uh, go-to show on the road. So... Uh, I've been crushing old episodes of Friday Night Lights just for, right. you know, light watching, not super intense. I'm not, you know, if I need to get to bed, I'm not super hooked on it. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's been kind of what I've been watching. Wife and I are still working on The Circle Season 2. Um, so, that that's that's kind of where I'm at. All
3: right. Josh? All right. I've, we, I've still been watching uh, Scrubs and uh, Survivor and uh, jeopardy as well in this last couple weeks have been the tournament champions for jeopardy there was this one guy on there that was way over the top i don't know if any of you saw that on social media he was just really really intense way out of his uh element i guess uh for being on a, a show like that but anyway the one thing though that i haven't watched but i is kind of on my radar it's started streaming tonight it's the friends reunion i was a fan mm-hmm. of that show and um that actually started streaming today on hbo max so i'll have to figure out a way to watch that
0: at some point did had you seen scrubs before yes is it as funny the second time through?
3: it's almost more funny because you know the characters right away going in you don't have to learn who they are and all the quirks of them it's so yeah right definitely
0: all right, Austin.
4: Yep, my wife and I are still going through Criminal Minds and then Guy's Grocery Games, but uh, our top ten list on Tuesday has inspired me to hopefully start watching some more movies with sports actors in them. But uh, this week what I did was I went back and I watched uh, Peyton and Eli Manning's turns on SNL. That got wow. brought uh, up. And pretty good. You know, Peyton winging <laughs> the ball there. Eli Manning, cool. just... <laughs> Classic content. The Peyton one Love where he's stuff. just
3: like just giving it to those kids. I, that <laughs> might be the funniest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Trying just to break into the car. Bit. Yeah. All
4: of it. <laughs> cops,
1: cops, cops.
0: <laughs> 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 well, we've so used good. the term funny quite a bit in this, and that's perfect lead into mine. I've stumbled across, I think maybe we've even talked about this on this before, but on Netflix, Jerry Seinfeld has a show. It's called... Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee and I've seen three or four episodes here in the last week or so. Here's a little snippet of what it's like.
2: Can we start with some coffee? Can I use some coffee? This is where you cut to the dripping coffee.
4: I would love some coffee. Cheers.
0: Coffee? Sure.
4: Small coffee? Look at those cups of coffee.
0: Wow, look at that. Oh, is that beautiful? It's the mood. It picks you
2: up while it calms you down. (laughs) Look at what I got for you.
1: Here's why I picked it. Does it feel like you? (laughs) Oh,
4: oh my God. Oh, oh. the
0: smell of this car. Every thought just flew out of my head.
2: Is it safe? No.
0: You've never seen anything like this.
2: Is this your car? No, sir.
0: Oh, he's missing a leg.
1: What? He wasn't this morning.
0: I was a big fan of Seinfeld, the show. And and this has been on for quite a while. It's been on six or seven years, but I just stumbled on, on it. I've seen an episode where he picks up Jim Carrey. He always has a fancy car, and they just drive around. They've got the car loaded up with cameras, so you pick up their conversation. Then they end up at a coffee shop, and they either have breakfast or they're just drinking coffee. And it is—it's a—it's a very light, fun watch. Most of the episodes are between twenty and twenty-five minutes, so you can get through them in a hurry. I saw one with Jimmy Fallon; it was pretty good. So, it's—it's uh, it's very light. If you just want something that at the end of a long day that's been stressful, pop that on, you'll get some laughs. Very good. Noted. Okay. I mean, and it. I think it's good for the wives, too, I think would enjoy this. This isn't just a guy. It's, Seinfeld doesn't really have a lot of guy humor. It's just kind of like pretty normal normal person humor in that. Hey, buckle up. Put that phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. All right, baseball tomorrow, noon, first pitch, game one of the three-game series, Huskers and Wolverines. Ben, what can we expect out of this Michigan team? What kind of challenge do they present? Balanced, big and Physical.
2: Um, and athletic. Those are kind of the the big things I look at with them. They steal bases. They hit for power. Hadrick tomorrow, big arm, um, lefty. So yeah, it's going to be a test. They're
0: they're right at the top or near the top of the standings all year for a reason. All right, because Ben and I have the call of baseball. We're turning this thing over tomorrow night to Austin and Tim. I don't think you want to miss it. but uh, Bring your so seatbelts. Yeah, those guys have it tomorrow night. They'll have a blast with that. So we'll talk to you tomorrow morning from Haymarket Park. Thanks to Ben, to Josh, to Austin, and to all of you for being a part of the program tonight. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and go Big Red.